Good morning, everybody. This is Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real, and it is a faith-filled Friday, the first Friday of May. Woo-woo! Friday, May 3rd, 2019, and it is not your typical May day. It's cold and rainy and bleh. <laughs> but the good news is, there's good news with capital G, capital N. God's always with us, so... It might be raining outside. It might be a little cold for May, but that's okay. Um, we're going to continue our journey looking at Psalm 23, and we're going to start to get into verse 4. And this little chunk of verse 4 is one of my favorite verses in Psalm 23. Because um, it's a reminder that I need often. So we're going to start diving into verse 4 and we're going to break verse 4 down into three parts. It's going to take us three weeks to get through verse 4, but it's going to be worth it. I promise. So if you have a Bible, grab it. If um, you're at a lo you know a place where you can. If not, I'm going to be reading it to you. So I just encourage you that if you're at a spot where you can pause, take out your Bible, sit down, and you know, follow along with me. And even though the translations and the versions might be different, you will gain something from that, from hearing it and seeing it at the same time. So grab your Bibles and we will get started. This is Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real on a wonderful, fabulous, faith-filled Friday. So today we're going to be reading Psalm 23 um, from a different version than I've even typically used, but I love trying something different every week on a Faith-Filled Friday. So we hear the same chunk of scripture with a different version or translation, just to see if there's something new that we gain from it. So today, Psalm 23, is a Psalm of David from the Common English Bible, and its abbreviations are C-E-B, Common English Bible. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He lets me rest in grassy meadows. He leads me to restful waters. He keeps me alive. He guides me in proper paths for the sake of his good name. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no danger because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. You set a table for me right in front of my enemies. You bathe my head in oil. My cup is so full it spills over. Yes, goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the Lord's house as long as I live. Psalm 23. From the Common English Bible. I really liked that version. What about you? So this week we're focusing on verse 4a. So the first little nugget in verse 4. And it says, Even when I walk through the darkest valley... And NIV, which is most commonly used, says, even though I walk through the darkest valley. What do you think is the key word 
in that little chunk of verse 4. The word is through. Even though you're walking through the valley, through the darkest valley, we all have a valley that we're traveling through. Um, and no one, no one is excused or safe from ever going through a valley. Psalm 23 doesn't say, if you go through a valley, if you go through the valley of the shadow of death, if you go through your darkest valley, it says when. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, when we do it, we are all going to experience a dark valley at some point in our life. And sometimes we might experience more than one. Some of those dark valleys last a short amount of time. Some of those valleys last a long time and require endurance and faith and strength and perseverance. They all require those things to, during them. But sometimes those darkest valleys, they last a long time. And sometimes ones that don't last a long time feel like they're going to in the midst of it. So even when I walk through the valley, through the darkest valley, through the valley of the shadow of death, you're going through it. So yeah, God's saying when it happens, it is going to happen. When it happens. When you go through that valley and I think it's important that you remember it doesn't say when I leave you in the valley it doesn't say when you skip over the valley it says even though we walk through the valley that means we're going to get through this and right now you might feel like I will never get through this or Thank you for telling me I will get through it, but I honestly don't think I am. And guess what? That's okay. That's normal. We all live in a valley that we have wondered, oh, I can't do this. I can't do it one more day. And some people will say, oh, God says he won't give you more than he can handle. That verse is nowhere in the Bible. I'm not trying to foo-foo what people are telling you. I'm just telling you that's not in the Bible. What the Bible says is that when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, when you go through your darkest valleys, God's going to be there. He's always at your side. All we have to do is look up and say, God, I need you. God, wrap your loving arms around me. God, be with <clears throat> Susie or Joe or whoever it is that you're worried about that has you traveling through that valley. I can look up every morning and say, God, bring Heidi home. 
If you feel like you're stuck in the valley, this might hurt. You might be stuck in the valley. God doesn't want you in that valley. He wants to lift you up and he wants to help you through and he wants to get you through that darkness, darkness and that trouble. But God's not going to force his love. He's not going to force his um, guidance and protection on you. That's not who God is. So if you feel like you're stuck there and you can't get out, have you looked up? Have you called out to God to help you? And sometimes people will say, well, yeah, I did. And he wasn't there. And I'm going to beg to differ with you because God is always there when you call to him. But sometimes the answer we want is not the answer we need. And that hurts. I mean, this is living with Lisa, keeping it real, right? And here's the reality. Why has my sister been missing for more than 25 years now? Why hasn't she been found? If you live in the world of questioning why, you can become bitter and you may want to give up. And you can't give up. You can't. I don't know why Heidi's been missing as long as she has. Why she's one of the 3% that are non-familial famil, family abductions. I don't know why. What I do know is that as I go through this valley of the shadow of death, through this darkest valley of having a loved one kidnapped, I need to keep my eyes and my heart focused on God because it's him and his strength that gets me through the day. And we can't get lost in the whys and the what ifs. That's almost keeping us in the valley. Because sometimes we can be going through the darkest of times And when our hearts and mind and faith are strong and fixed on God and Jesus in that open relationship and calling out to him, we can still be going through that darkest valley. But as we go through it, we can do it with a smile on our face. We can do it with hope in our heart because we've got God carrying us through. There's times that God walks next to us and there's God, times that God just carries us. And sometimes in those darkest valleys, God will carry you. And you need to find strength so that you can get through that valley and lean on God because he's right there for you. Psalm 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, God is our refuge and our strength. You are not in this alone. 
You do not have to do this alone. Don't even try. And God will put angels or support with you. Because he may not be able to physically hold you. And some people need to be physically held. He will put that person in your life to be there. He's always right there with you. Proverbs 18.10. I don't know if you're familiar with this one. I think there's a song about it. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Yeah. His name. you got to call his name. And sometimes when you're in those moments and you're scared or you're feared or depressed or feeling like you can't do one more thing, you can't take one more thought, one more person, one more problem, call out to Jesus. Jesus, I need you. I can't do this on my own. And that ever soft whisper. I'm right here. I'm right here. Rest in me. Or whatever words it is you need to hear. But I think sometimes people think that the only way we can pray is, you know, on our knees with our hands folded, eyes closed in this, you know, humbled position. God knows that you're angry. God knows when you're frustrated. God knows when you're scared. So give it to him. Stand in the middle of your living room. Go outside and just yell. Give him your frustration. He will never hold that against you. And he will continue to love you unconditionally as you love and lean on him. Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. Those of steadfast mind you keep in peace, because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord God you have an everlasting rock. We need to keep our minds focused, because when we take our eyes off of God, it's easy to focus on us and our problem. And when we do that, it disrupts life, interrupts our health, and can lead to depression and so many other things. Just give it to God. God, I can't do it! Yell to God, it's okay. He will hold you. He will hold you. Psalm 32, verses 7 through 8. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. With songs of deliverance. You are my hiding place and you will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance.
Psalm 23, 4a, even though I walk through the darkest valley, even though I walk through the shadow of death, you're going through the valley. First Chronicles 16, 11, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Seek his presence continually. You can do this. Songs of deliverance, songs of hope, songs of strength. Even though I walk through the valley of death, even though I walk through the darkest valley, you're walking through. And it doesn't say we're sprinting through. It doesn't say, you know, we're speeding through in a race car. It says we're walking through. So sometimes we need to remember that a walk is slower than a run. It's not a race car. And it doesn't say it's a speed walk, right? When we walk through the valley, the darkest valleys, walking through, it's going to take time, but you are going to get um, through it. And I'm thinking of a song, and I just want to, um, <clears throat> just trying to find it so I could share it with you. And I'm just, I'm not good with names of the songs. I think it's just called Strong Tower. But I think it's Cutlass, but, so we'll see. We might be right, Michael. That is called Strong Tower by Cutlass. When you have time, listen to this. I think it will touch you, encourage you, and help you. God never leaves you. He's right there. You just got to call out to him. Maybe you need to yell. Maybe you need to scream. Maybe you need to stomp your feet and have a two-year-old fit. But you do what you need to do to call out to God so that he's with you walking through that valley. It's gonna be a walk. It's gonna take some time and it's okay. But the Bible speaks truth. You're going through the valley. You might be walking through it, but you're gonna get through it. That's your encouraging word. <clears throat> you will get through this and you're gonna be stronger, more beautiful, more handsome, more determined and more able to help others and yourself once you get to the other side. Don't give up. You've got this. You're walking through the darkest valley with your eyes fixed on Jesus. Is there anything better? I hope you enjoyed today's Faith-Filled Friday and I will catch you next week. This is Lisa. <clears throat> Living with Lisa, keeping it real.